And we are back for Tuesday's three-game NBA DFS slate. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. Again, we'll be breaking down the three-game slate in this video. Um, I also make content for uh, XFL, NFL, DFS, and for Prize Picks, which is a player prop site. If you guys are not familiar, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. I'll put linked down below. Um, but basically, you pick player props, two, three, four, five, uh, six, up to 20, and you can win up to 25 extra money. So give it a try. Take advantage of that free money. And uh, if you're looking for more in-depth content, you can check my Patreon, also linked down below. Um, recap of tonight. So it's halftime right now of the Kings-Warriors game. I, I have a chance to cash. I mean, shoot the Nets to the moon. That's all I'm going to say, man. I am Shoot that team to the moon. I had Dinwiddie over fantasy score on prize picks. He shot like 5 of 20. And Mikel Bridges over shot attempts. Um, it's the Cam Johnson show. I took Royce O'Neal over points and assists. 2 of 11 shooting, 0 of 7 from 3 or so. I just come on, man. Just, I'm tired of that team. Team's been losing me money recently. Just shoot them to the moon. Hopefully the 76ers just sweep, sweep them. I'm tired of the Nets, man. Um, yeah, so my lineup, relatively chalky lineup. I ended up playing Monk. I wasn't happy about it. Played Herder, too. I was debating. What I was debating on was Cam Johnson versus Wiggins. Obviously, I went the wrong way. Uh, because Cam Johnson had the career game. Um, I played a low on Sabonis, who struggled at first, but kind of picked it up there to end the half. Raymond and Clay to round out my lineup. So again, like I built a relatively chalky lineup. Um, but um, yeah, so that's a recap there. We'll see if I can get in the cash for tournaments. I think if if Sabonis has a really big second half and Fox kind of struggles, then I have a decent chance. This Fox is really popular. If Fox is a big second half, I would say I'm probably not going to cash. But yeah, Dinwiddie, man, I'm just, I'm just tired of the Nets. I'm, I'm tired of the Nets. We did talk about how I, I thought Bridges was a good pivot off Dinwiddie in tournaments. Um, if you want that route, that worked out in a big way. But um, yeah, so that's a recap of everything there. Hopefully we can get the cash. Uh, and then, yeah, let's talk about the three-game slate. So we'll start off with Atlanta and Boston. Um, and in the Atlanta side, tough matchup. And this is the game, I would say, of the three that probably has the most blowout risk. Uh, Trey Young, 9K, I think will be relatively low on shot 5 of 18 last game. Obviously not the best matchup. But I think the the positive here for Trey Young, if you're looking for tournaments, is he will be, in my opinion, pretty low-owned. Same with DeJounte Murray. So Murray had a big game last game. If you're looking to get different in large field tournaments, I think these Atlanta guards are playable. Because I would say if the game is competitive, you're going to see a pretty decent game from one of those two. So don't completely rule out the Atlanta guards. And both, again, more just contrarian plays for sure. But um, I would not be shocked if the Hawks see up a competitive one of those guys has a really, really good game. Clint Capella, 5'8". I'm kind of just indifferent on him. His splitting sentiments right now with Kongu. I think he's going to play high 20s. Um, a guy that, you know, decent rebounder, decent shot blocker. Again, I kind of think he's just fine. This group of, like, value also looks pretty similar to me with Bogdanovich and Collins and Bay and Hunter. You know, Hunter's dealt foul trouble back-to-back games. He's the guy I probably feel the co- most confident about minutes-wise. Collins' minutes can fluctuate, but he's a guy that decent offensively. Sadiq Bay um, did get extended that one game because of massive foul trouble for Hunter. He's the one I'm the least confident in minutes-wise. And then Bogdanovich, you know, he's going to provide that spark off the bench. Probably play mid-20s minutes. I would say probably he would be my favorite of that group, but... Yeah, this value group, Bogdanovich, Collins, Bay, Hunter, all look relatively similar. Okongwu a 4-2. I think that is a fair value play. He should play around 20 minutes. Um, so I don't mind at that price point there for Okongwu. And then to round out the rotation, Jalen Johnson will get some run. 14 and 13 minutes. He's been aggressive offensively. You know, he's a decent rebounder. So uh, I think you could do worse for punt plays. I'm probably not going to do it, but uh, he is definitely playable. I'm moving on to Boston. So Boston, I would say, probably my favorite team to target on this slate, assuming the game can stay competitive. Tatum and Brown both kind of had subpar games last game because it was just those other guards that kind of took over. But 
Um, I guess, no, Brown had a pretty good game. But 8-5 for Brown and 9-8 for Tatum. I like the ceiling of both quite a bit. This is probably the best matchup for any of the teams on the slate. And then this is where the chalk's going to be, in my opinion. And if you're playing an optimal lineup cash games, you want to be into a couple of these guys. Smart, Horford, White. I think all three look great. Um, I expect, you know, low to mid-30s minutes from Marcus Smart. Derek White, similar. He played 38 minutes last game. Um, he's been playing really well, especially recently. And Al Horford um, probably played, I mean, he played 38 minutes last game. I don't think we can expect that again. But um, if he's going to get mid-30s minutes, and he is too cheap. So Smart, Horford, White, I think all three look really good. Brogdon would be your GBP pivot. Did not have the best game, one of six shooting. And we know... Uh, in the playoffs, especially recency bias takes a bit more of an effect here. Um, and you just look back at like a couple games ago, Brogdon can go 40. So he is a really interesting tournament play to me because I think he's going to be a, a lot lower owned than smart and white. And we mentioned that with, you know, Dorian Finney Smith. Um, I don't know what Dorian Finney Smith finished with, but I know he started really strong as a pivot off Royce. I think Royce ended up outscoring him, but um, you, you kind of get the idea, right? In, in tournaments, I think Brogdon would be that pivot off of the chalk in White and Smart and Horford. And then Rob Williams uh, did only play 22 minutes, but I think he's still playable at 4.9, a decent rebounder, decent shot blocker. Um, so I think he is firmly, firmly in play. And then you saw Grant Williams get a DNP. It was actually Sam Hauser as the only other guy in the rotation. I'm not going to go there, though. So uh, basically just the starters plus Brogdon and Rob Williams are where I mentioned it in. Boston going to run a tight rotation in a great matchup. So probably my favorite team to target on the slate. New York and Cleveland, this game's going to be played at a snail's pace. For New York, you do have Josh Hart uh, doubtful. So that actually is pretty significant because Josh Hart's a big part of this rotation. Um, with him out, I think what's going to happen is you're going to get more run for Barrett, more run for Grimes, and probably a little bit more run for Quickly, maybe a little bit more run for Toppin as well. Um, Randall, 8-6. Jalen Brunson, 7-9. I think factoring in Price, I actually would prefer Brunson, uh, who got in random massive foul trouble last game and only played like eight first-half minutes. So... Um, it's an awful spot for them, but you should get high 30 minutes from both Randall and Brunson. Barrett, I think, is your tournament play. Um, he has really not played well of late, but he should get a minutes bump, you would think, with Josh Hart doubtful. So um, he's an okay contrarian play. Quickly a 5-7, kind of throw him that same bucket. Did not play well last game, but still a guy that can provide uh, some offense and, and should get a little more run of no heart. I think Grimes probably gets the biggest minutes bump. I think he probably plays mid-30s minutes. Um, he's had a good season so far. Did not have the best um, game one, but at uh, 4.7K, I actually think he's an okay value play. Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein, they're going to split the center position. 4K for Hartenstein, 5-4 um, for Robinson. I think the ceiling's a bit higher on Robinson, but both are reasonable plays. And then Toppin should round out their rotation, played 14 minutes last game. Um, just really a dart throw. All right, we'll move on to Cleveland. So Cleveland, well, they ran their two guards just insane minutes game one. 44 minutes for Donovan Mitchell in game one and 43 minutes for Darius Garland. Um, if you get that type of run again from those two, sign me up. So I definitely like Mitchell. I definitely like Garland. I know Garland didn't do a ton last game, especially in the peripheral stats department. I'll say a bit of an outlier. You know, Donovan Mitchell is going to be the go-to guy, and we saw it last game, especially in the playoffs. But... I don't think we, we can expect that type of performance every game for Mitchell, right? So I think some of these other guys have to step up a bit, like a Garland, like a Mobley, who was horrific. I took us over prize picks that day, 4-13 shooting, just so, so tilting. But I think he's okay. Jared Allen played 43 minutes. Again, just huge run for these Cleveland uh, you know, main guys. So um, if you give, four, give me 43 minutes again from Jared Allen, I think he's way too cheap. 
Um, not a ton else I'd really trust outside of those main four guys. Okoro started, played 23 minutes. Um, he's playable, I guess. Levert um, only played 18 minutes, shot one of seven. I do think, though, if he plays or shoots better, he could play mid to high 20s minutes. Um, Rubio at 3-6, barely played. I think he could get a DNP, to be honest, tomorrow. My boy Chetty played 19 minutes. Um, I have no confidence in his minutes, but he's cheap. And you saw a little bit of Dean Wade. So, yeah, nothing I really feel confident in for value for Cleveland outside of the main four guys. And finally, the Clippers and the Suns. And the answer is yes, I'm still on full tilt mode from when I played 5% Westbrook last slate. And he shot 3 of 19. And he still won for 45. But if I just get an average shooting game from Westbrook, I win all the money. But no, 3 of 19 shooting for Russell Westbrook. I once again like him for tournaments. I don't know if I'll get him at 5% again, but um, I think he's going to play high 30s minutes here. And we know he's well north of a fantasy point per minute guy. You can't expect him to shoot that bad again. So I definitely like Westbrook. And I have Anderson Kawhi as well, who went off last game, played 42 minutes, almost played the entire second half. The two main guys for the Clippers I like. Norman Powell, again, how did the faders know he would play so low minutes? Um, well, he's been averaging like low to mid-30s and then only plays 23 minutes last game while playing well. Um, I, I think it's because Eric Gordon just had a pretty decent shooting game. Um, so I think I probably wouldn't play both Powell and Gordon, but I think there's a chance that Gordon, if he struggles, he only plays like 20 minutes and Powell plays like 30-ish. So Definitely some negative correlation there with those two. I don't think I would play them both together. Avicii Zubac, I mean, he played 30 minutes. So if you give 30 minutes again to 5K Zubac, he is too cheap. Um, off the bench, Marcus Morris played 22 minutes. Once again, he was awful. Uh, Mason Plumlee played the backup five. Um, I was a little bit surprised they just didn't go small at all. They, they ran two centers out there the entire time. If they're going to do that uh, and you're going to get high teams minutes from Plumlee, I like him for value. The concern is, I still think there's a chance they could go small, but they didn't last game. And then Nick Batum started playing 21 minutes, didn't do a ton, but he is sub 4K playable. You'll see some Bones Highland, probably not enough for me to get to him, and a little bit of uh, Terrence Mann at 3-8, who played 24 minutes last game. I think he's okay. Covington did not play um, last game. I there's a chance, honestly, he was going to start, uh, but uh, they did not end up going that way. And then finally, the Phoenix Suns. So, Suns factoring and price also look good. They were in their main guys a ton. Kevin Durant, 9-3, played 45 minutes. Um, that is wild. So I, I like Katie once again at the price point. Devin Booker, 8-7, also looks good. Played 43 minutes. Again, just huge minutes to these main guys. 39 minutes for CP3. I think is one of the better plays in the mid-range. Assuming he gets that run again. And DeAndre Ayton at 6-2, 33 minutes, also looks good. So I like the main four guys here for the Suns quite a bit. I would say they're right there with the Celtics is one of my favorite teams to target on the slate. So really like the main four guys. And Torrey Craig, if he starts again, sign me up for that. Dealt a bit of foul trouble. I think he's going to play, you know, close to 30 minutes if he starts again. So um, I do like some Torrey Craig. Now, you have to, you know, be careful. He's not going to shoot 9 of 12 again. Like that's that's a bit of an outlier. But 4.2K, yeah, I, I think I have some interest in him. Campaign questionable. We'll see. I'm not even sure if he plays if he'll be available. If not, you should probably see like Shamit playing some backup point. Koji barely played last game. I can't go there. Ross barely played. You saw both Biombo and Lando play. I'm not messing with that. Um, Ish Wainwright played a few minutes. I'm not playing that. So I guess if I had to play someone off the bench for the Suns, it would be a 3-7 Shamit who played 24 minutes, but um, I don't feel great about that. So um, that is going to do it for the video, guys. Um, as always, I really appreciate all support. I'll uh, be getting a lot of new support in these DFS videos. So continuing to, to pump them out. We'll get the prize picks video up as well. 
Um, and uh, yeah, hope you guys have a good night. Good luck on the slate. Uh, we saw a couple people had some really big wins the other uh, the other day. Tweeted at me, so I wanted to congrats those those people. Should have had it up on my screen on Twitter, but um, yeah, let's hope a few of you guys can get get to the top tomorrow with the leaderboard. And uh, we'll see you in the next one.